Every episode of The Angry Chicken is made possible by our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash tack. For more of Jocelyn's content, check out jossplays.com. And if you can't get enough of Ridiculous Hat, follow him over on Twitter at Ridiculous Hat. The Angry Chicken is a production of A-Move TV. Time's up. Let's do this. You smell like a lepidome! I knew it! So hot! A podcast about Hearthstone and Battlegrounds. This is The Angry Chicken! Hello everyone and welcome to The Angry Chicken. I'm your host Jocelyn and joining me as always is my co-host Ridiculous Hat. Hat, how has Hearthstone been treating you this week? Battlegrounds. <laughs> so much, right? Oh, do you know what I did today? What did you do today? I got my BRB achievement. <gasps> I thought that was impossible. Right? I was so excited. So I picked AFK because I actually had never gotten first with her. Even when she was like super duper OP way back at the beginning, I, you know, didn't manage to get her, didn't play her or whatever. Anyways, I didn't have my first place achievement with her. And so I also therefore didn't have my and skip a turn. So every time she's offered to me now, I pick her and I just try to do the achievement because why not? So today, I guess because of quests, it was actually like it wasn't necessarily like easy, but it was uh, definitely doable. I ended up getting the quest uh, reward. It was like it was play three battle cries. So it was super easy to finish. And then uh, it was the one, uh, the specter, I think the one that like gives you the minion, the last minion that died. Oh, yeah. yeah. Victim specter. Yeah, Victim Spectre, yeah. So I very, very quickly kind of like made up for the fact that I just totally skipped my third turn um, because I was just getting all of these copies of minions and these triples and everything else. And it was an elemental game. And yeah, it was like, oh my God, it was so good. (laughs) I was so happy. (laughs) That is very impressive. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I haven't tried for that in a while, but I always remember that being one of the most difficult achievements to get. What were your, what were your, were your, your tier threes? Oh God, I don't even remember. All I remember is that at one point I got a golden Nadina and I'm like, I don't even need this. That, <laughs> but I had oh like my. golden brand, golden Caligos, um, golden, the guy that gives divine shields. That I can't seems, remember what my, like it literally doesn't even matter what my other, like what my other, um, dragons were because... Yeah, it was, sorry, I thought it was an elemental. I played so many elemental games today. It wasn't an elemental game. It was a dragon game because I remember getting the golden Adina and going, I don't even need you. <laughs> like, it was so weird that I had because I actually had like my Nadina died most recently because none of my other stuff died. <laughs> so it was just totally bonkers. Um, but yeah, like it was it was really oh, my God, it was such a good game. It was so fun. And I was like, I kept going up against this and tying with this Yogg player. 
who had like 28 health and I had like three health. Like I was, if I lose a round, I'm out. And we kept tying and I was just like, happy cow, happy cow, like sweaty panda face. Like, please let me win. Just concede. <laughs> and then eventually I just got a bunch of Leroy's to go with my giant dragons. And then I won against his poison murlocs. But I was just like, man, oh man. Oh, because he had like, he had the quest that gives a minion stealth. So he had, um, like a, a, a super ginormously huge health murloc stealth until the very end. So then it was just like my stuff would just didn't even have enough attack to to murder his whatever it was. I think it was a war leader or something, a golden war leader. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm never going to win this. Then Leroy came to my aid. So, yeah, it was a pretty epic game. It was really fun. I'm having so much fun in Battlegrounds with quests, like if you can't tell. <laughs> It is, I have played more BGs this patch than I have since 2019. Like, since BlizzCon, where it was announced. Yeah. That is how hard I'm no-lifing it. Like, I I don't play a lot of BGs normally, but looking at my stats here in terms of tracked games, um, let's see, just on desktop it says I've played 11 hours. That's way more than that. It's got to be a lot more than that. 11 hours today? No, not today. In current patch. Oh, okay. <laughs> No. It's like, oh, I had to do stuff today. My God, hat, we're having an intervention. <laughs> no, I had to do stuff today, and I played a lot on like on iPad, like a ton. It's a perfect iPad mode, but yeah, it's I I am at six k ish MMR right now, which is where I ended the previous season after four months. So I've <laughs> caught up in a week and haven't been playing a lot of standard because I've been waiting for the balance patch, which theoretically is coming well an hour after people hear this, maybe. Theoretically, Hopefully. is coming on Fingers Friday, crossed. Friday the 9th. <laughs> um, that's what we're planning on. And so the season rolled over. I didn't feel a huge need to push early in the standard season because I think my fun with that format had largely concluded and my fun with BGs is just getting started. The quest system is really, really great. I'm very impressed with it. Yeah, the quest system makes every game feel different to me. Like I got the the wondrous wisdom ball today, which I hadn't had a chance to play with yet. And I feel like there's a, a quite a few of those quest rewards that you don't see very often. And uh, when you get them, it, it does really change what's going on in your battleground. So I've really been enjoying it as well. But we should talk about the patch. Uh, and before we do that, let's thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash T-A-C. We are supported by our Epic patrons and you can become a patron over there. Uh, when you become a TAC patron, you also get access to our Discord server. Wanted to say a very, very, very huge, epic, amazing thank you to Jarrett F., who is our newest producer. Yay, Jarrett. Thank you so much for supporting the show. I'm giving you like over the head claps because if I clap in front of my face like a normal person then I'd be clapping in the mic and that'd be bad <laughs> but thank you Jarrett for supporting the show uh, again if you want to be just like Jarrett we still have a couple of producer spots left over at patreon.com slash uh so yeah let's talk about the patch let's get into the news good news everyone <laughs> now Jocelyn it is we're recording on Thursday evening but the patch we are. is supposed to come out Friday afternoon. I mean, if it doesn't, you guys might get this episode sometime next week. <laughs> Double tack. 
<laughs> yeah, well, the patch notes the patch notes are going to come out anyways. We're hopeful that they are followed closely by a patch, but we don't know yet. We don't know. Alkali's tweet said, may come after it. I think the team is hoping for Friday. There's a possibility of next week, but we're going to drop this right after the patch notes come out at noon uh, because Alkali and the Blizzard uh, community team is really great with the uh, the creator program as discussed on the show earlier. It's coming. It's still coming. But the early version means that we get a little bit of early access here so that we can make content for you that's up to the minute. So thank you so much to Alkali and the community team for helping us out with that. Yay! Thank you guys so much. Uh, we do really, really appreciate it. I have live news. <gasps> live news as Breaking. of literally 30 seconds ago. Update. Team is confident we can get the patch out tomorrow from Deck Tech. So, Ooh. thank you, Deck Tech. We're recording right now. We're shouting it out. You can track this down to the exact minute I saw your tweet. <laughs> well, that's excellent. Okay, so let's get into the changes because um, I, I'm like you. I've been playing mostly Battlegrounds because the quest, um, the quest patch was such an improvement. I think to the format, it definitely drew me away. I still am playing Rogue. I actually managed, and I, I messaged Hat as soon as this happened too. I managed to beat a quest priest on like turn six. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, so I think I'm finally wrapping my head around the the rogue mindset just in time to have some things change. But um, other than that, I've jumped in to like do my daily quest, but I haven't really been engaging with standard too much. I guess I'm kind of in the, in a place where I'm, I guess I'm ready for the mini set or something, or I need to find a, a deck to play that kind of jives with me in some way i don't know i haven't felt drawn to standard which is really funny because when locations came out like when nathria launched like i thought it was a great expansion um but yeah i've I've very much like fallen off since then which is which is pretty odd so because i feel like we've had a lot of changes in standard the most recent round of balance changes unfortunately just didn't get to a place where they wanted the meta to get to mm. or where a lot of players did it's the edwin buff was by their own admission, uh, it didn't. It wasn't right because they, between the time they made the decision, between the time they implemented it, stuff changed, and a new rogue deck broke out that really exploited it. A couple new rogue decks, actually. There's an even mm -hmm. more degenerate coin rogue list that doesn't see very much play, but it can make for some really gnarly screenshots. Um, and then also just mage and druid end up being really really popular, and those weren't touched in the last round of balance changes. So the field constricted after the patch and really just it didn't it didn't buff the down classes quite enough to make up for the classes that weren't nerfed and so this is just a an attempt to correct that and hopefully there will be some excitement in standard before the mini set which i'm currently projecting to be the last week of september uh just based on their normal production schedule we're pretty close we, that's not official it's not confirmed we don't have yeah. any dates <laughs> not even like advanced sneaky dates this is not me being advanced sneaky. we don't know but it's usually a month after the point two patch four tuesdays after which lines it up with mm -hmm. september 27th so we'll see if that ends up happening yeah that feels about right and and same with what you said about the meta i mean right now just looking at the like um hs replay uh, sorry, I'm having so many brain farts tonight. I don't know what is wrong with me. Um, so Agro Druid, Big Smell Mage, and then Quest Hunter, Beast Hunter are your top decks. And there haven't been very many changes to them. There are changes coming in this new patch. 
Um, and but yeah, I think that uh, like Big Smell Mage feels like it's been around for a while. Like Spooky Mage, same thing. Like skeletons everywhere. That's that's one that I kind of had hoped would I would see more of, but it feels like Big Spell Mage just is the better version, and they just put the location in for funsies. Um, but like a straight up spooky mage with all the skeletons is what I really wanted to happen and to be played by a whole bunch of people because it feels really cool and it's the new deck from or the new mechanic right from from Nathria. So it was it is a little bit disappointing that we've kind of seen a lot of the same things and I've seen like no paladins I've seen no warriors like they're just not around I've seen a couple people trying to demon hunter and. It never works out for them. Even when I'm still learning to rogue, I'm like, <laughs> Jocelyn learning to rogue is still beating your demon hunter deck. That doesn't say a whole lot for your demon hunter deck. <laughs> Though it's worth noting demon hunter. Actually, the reason demon hunter doesn't work right now is because of rogue. The rogue matchup is so terrible. It's kind of, it's kind of sort of okay in some other matchups. It's kind of sort of okay. In particular, like it's, Pretty decent against druids. Same with warrior. Warrior actually does kind of fine against slower druids. It really struggles mm. more against uh, against mages more than anything else. Um, and rogue is also not great. So rogue is kind of the Edwin buff was a surprisingly limiting factor in the format that they're hopefully going to be pulling back. The warrior and demon. Or we talked about it. I think last week. These classes got better by like seven percent in their global win rates, which is a huge number. Just it went mm-hmm. from high 30s to mid 40s, which is still not where you want to be. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's talk a little bit then about the Edwin first, um, just because, I mean, we've got a whole bunch of other changes to talk about. But Edwin is is basically like like you said, defining the format lately. Um, so right now, Edwin is a <laughs> by mistake, <laughs> three cost three, three. Um, and the effect is uh, is the same as you, you know, the draw the card, gain plus two, plus two and repeat. Um, so the effect is not changing, but it's going back up to four mana and it's going to have four attack and four health. So it's a total undo. <laughs> yep. Do you do you know the pitch meeting series on YouTube? No. What's oh, the pitch okay. meeting? It's where a guy plays both a writer and the film executive and he explains a, a movie to the executive as himself. It's funny. Anyways, there's okay. a thing. I'll send you links later. There's a thing in that series where they just have what they call a little whoopsie. Whoopsie. That's Edwin <laughs> was a little was a little whoopsie. Yeah, a little bit. So, so do you think we're gonna get back to kind of like Nathria launch levels of rogue? Then that the the rogue deck will continue, but it won't be as degenerate as it has been. Let's. Uh, you've been playing a lot of this deck. Three man Edwin well. is a is a crazy <laughs> card. It is. I was going to say, I've been limping my way through matches using this deck and playing its cards. <laughs> I wouldn't say I've been playing this deck. <laughs> I would say it. You killed a quest priest on turn six. That's your worst matchup. You get to say you've been playing the deck. Um, okay. <laughs> it's the the deck is going to be so much harder to use. It's going to take a while to figure out if it's still good, but it's the games just are going to take longer. I wouldn't be surprised if people end up having to put back Krabatoa because before you would just cut every minion that wasn't Edwin, Draka, Maestra, and Knowles so that you could always get mm-hmm. Edwin, so you could always pop up with Edwin. That might still be good, but it's four mana is... It's a nerf to the mana twice because you almost always shadow step him. 
So it's basically a plus two mana addition or even plus three mana. It's a huge, huge impact. People will still play this rogue deck because people love playing rogue, especially at high levels of play. It will still be around. It will be way harder to get wins with. It'll still put some scary screenshots up, but I think it will be fine and around and not a deck that I expect to be format defining, but still it'll probably be somewhat popular. I think it, it makes sense to revert this. I don't think there are too many people arguing against this. Yeah, I think it's the kind of thing where um I mean I've I've won games where I've never even played Edwin. Like there's lots and lots of tools in this rogue deck. There's lots of things that you can do with the location and with uh Draka with the weapon that she generates. Like there's lots of other things that you can do that are just sometimes good enough, or I would say often good enough, actually. Um and yes, Edwin definitely like getting a big, huge Edwin turn off and having you know, this double digits minion on the board really early. Absolutely, that can happen and is going to happen way more often at three mana than four mana because of all the shadow step reasons you've already explained. But it's not the win condition of the deck. It's not the only thing the deck does. So I think it's still going to be around, but it just won't be around as often necessarily. It's not going to be the easy win <laughs> that apparently it is right now. If you know what you're Easier. doing. I mean, it's still like yeah. <laughs> it's still a complex deck to execute, but you can feel the difference in the games where you have Edwin versus when you don't. You just run out of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, well, yeah, because of the drawing the card with Edwin, even if you don't get him huge, just the drawing the cards over and over and over is so good. Um, so yeah, we're gonna see that reversion to the Edwin buff. So he is now getting nerfed back to where he was uh, at the beginning of the expansion. Uh, Wildheart Guff is getting changed, and <gasps> this is not the change that I thought we were going to see. I'll just, I'll be honest and blunt about that right away. I didn't think, although the, perhaps they're, although they do have the overload icons, but I don't know how they would do this. Like, it makes a whole lot of sense to have 20 mana be the maximum mana, because that's really easy from a UI standpoint, but... Um, I thought they were going to change him to like 15 mana instead of 20, but uh, that is not the change. The change is that now the battle cry and the hero power grant you empty mana crystals instead of full mana crystals. So um, I don't know if they're, are they actually going to change the text on the card? They must be. Uh, I don't believe so. <laughs> there isn't, there isn't a lot of space on, well, on his I card. Have, I, I haven't seen the past it, they could fit the word empty, like the text formatting will be worse, but they could yeah. fit an empty in front of mana crystal. They just, they have to move crystal to the next line, which will offend my sensibilities, but they can do it. Um, <laughs> but it can be done. Yes, <laughs> it can be done. Um, And so, yeah, it's, it hits both the battle cry and the hero power. This is the only nerf to an actual druid class card. I think people are probably going to underestimate the impact of this. This is enormous. This is a huge, mm. huge deal. Yeah, I feel like um, when I first started using Guff, I thought empty mana crystals was the way that he worked. And it took me a really long time to get used to full mana crystals. So I feel like the, the new way is how I always thought he should work. <laughs> but like I said, I always thought that they were going to mess with how much maximum mana you could have because it often feels like... It doesn't take Druid too long to get up to 20, and, and then they can just do so many ridiculous things. It doesn't feel right. 
Yep, you can no longer play this with access to six mana and ramp immediately the same turn because the battle cry doesn't give you a full crystal. So like right. when you could do turn five guff coin hero power, can't do that anymore. Uh, it, and it's a real choice to decide, am I ramping or am I doing something? If you have eight mana and you have scale of Anixia in your hand and the guff hero power up, you don't get to do both anymore. You got to pick. And that's a yeah. really big deal because like Druid's going to win the late game because Druid has always won the late game. It's just a question of how quickly do I get there and do I survive in the process? And this dramatically impacts the ability to develop and survive at the same time, significantly, dramatically, substantially. And it's the best card in the deck. <laughs> so there are other good cards in the deck. Druid will still have some Druid games. There will be screenshots 20 minutes into the patch of like, lol, nice Druid nerf. And there'll be someone with a lot of mana that'll kill you with, with Brandon Athreus. It's going to keep happening. The deck's not going to die. But this is a big hit to the strongest card that people have been asking about getting worse for since he was printed. Mm-hmm. I remember talking about when Guff was first announced and looking at this and thinking, this is going to be really gross. <laughs> and it was really gross. It has been really gross. And I'm glad that they're making a change to it. Now, I, I haven't played a lot of the Agro Druid. Does the Agro Druid actually run guff as well or they nope. don't care about him yeah okay they don't play anything that costs more than four this is only a nerf to the ramp druid though right it is worth noting a nerf to ramp druid is a nerf to aggro druid because aggro druid primarily exists because of its good matchup against ramp if ramp sees less play aggro druid gets worse because it doesn't have a lot of other great matchups it primarily exists to farm this one mm, so that's fair. it's interesting to see how that deck exists because right now it's pretty laser targeted what it's trying to do people will still play it people will still try it but i think the main reason to play that deck could shrink if people play less ramp druid i'm not sure they will if they keep playing ramp druid in the same amount with the deck being worse then aggregator becomes an even better choice because it's going to be really really hard to lose that matchup the only way you lost mm -hmm. before was guff scams and those are going away absolutely and so the other thing i know um it, this is, again, like you said, a, a neutral change, not a Druid-specific change, but Kael'thas is also getting changed. So this is part of the kind of Kael'thas, Bran, Denathrius combo that we talked about, uh, like, on launch, I feel like. As soon as we kind of started playing with the cards, we were like, oh, no, <laughs> this is a very big, very neutral combo that seems to just be destroying everyone in any classes trying to do mid to late game stuff. So Druid in particular, I feel like was really, really, really guilty of exploiting this because they had tools like Scale of Anixia where they were, you know, infusing Denathrius way faster while also controlling the board. So they do exploit Denathrius most ramp druid lists these days do not play Kael'thas. They just lean on Guff. So the this is kind of a, in some ways, this is kind of a backup nerf that if druids decide, okay, we're good at Denny still, but we're bad at Guffing because Guff gets worse and we need a backup <laughs> plan, they, they can't just throw in Kael'thas because they're nerfing Kael'thas from six to eight, which is pretty intentional. Brand costs three. Kael'thas yeah. costs 8, that's 11. You can't get there unless you're Druid, and if you're Druid there, you just go to 13 if you can with Guff to go ahead and play uh, Brandon Atheris solo. So it removes mm -hmm. the backup plan, but Druid is actually the only class, thanks to Guff, that can still just Brandon Atheris without Kael'thas. This is being removed from the nine other classes. But Druid right. can still 
double Denny if they want to. Shaman can too the next turn with like with Bolner, Macaw, whatever. He can still do that. Yeah, there's still some shenanigans, but uh, but yeah, so Kalehoss is the one out of the three that actually saw the nerf, which kind of makes sense. I mean, Bran has been around forever. He's core now, so, you know, changing him, maybe we don't want to do that just for consistency's sake. Not that I'm saying that that's a reason not to nerf a card. Well, how do you feel about it? It's People have been talking a lot about Bran since he's been around this whole year and a lot about Denathria since he got printed, especially the two together. How do you feel about Kael'thas being the thing that gets changed here? Well, I think um, there are potential changes to Denathrius. You could give him a battle cry of nothing to start and a, that only grows with Infuse, right? So, you know, you don't get the the base damage. Um I wouldn't want to see Bran changed out of all of them. I mean, I know like Bran has always been a pain in the butt, right? <laughs> like there's always somebody doing something with Bran that they shouldn't be. Um, like even back when he was in like in original standard when he was printed the first time, not just when he's been in core. Like he he's always has the potential to be problematic, but at the same time, I don't necessarily want to see him changed. Like, I like the fact that he's in core this year, that we get to play with him again, that that gives them kind of an interesting design space. And if he's really that toxic, he can get rotated out. It's again, it, it, it's core, so it's different. Um, I think that Kael'thas... It's it's almost it's a shame, you know, like I understand these three cards together made a neutral uh, kind of combo that they maybe didn't necessarily want to enable. And I get that. Um, but Kael'thas could have done some cool things that maybe weren't just from hand game ending damage. I don't know what they are, but it feels like, you know, putting them up to eight, taking that whole two mana change like that's a really big change. That's going to shut off a lot of his potential. And I mean, we were already talking about like when he was first announced, how even at six mana, like obviously we on tack didn't necessarily see the Nanathrius combo coming. But um, like we were talking about like how every third minion versus every third spell uh, is is a really big like change. Like there's a cap on it even because of how much minion space you can have on the board and you know, like if you're throwing his mana cost up to mana crystals higher, then you're also making that even harder to do anything with. Right. So it almost feels like they were just like, we don't want people to play with Kael'thas, like just get him, get him out of here. Uh, but we don't want to change Denathrius. He's fine. And I think maybe he's the one that actually had a little bit more flexibility. Um, and I mean, you could have taken away the base damage. You could have uh, potentially put a cap on it or something like I don't know uh, like uh, infuse up to 10 times or something like that I don't know what the answer is there but I feel like he had more wiggle room um, and this feels like a get out my game Kael'thas <laughs> type yeah. of, a, of a situation <laughs> it's gonna be pretty hard to justify running this guy now like I can't yeah. really see the scenario now his text box the like the next thing you do cost zero was always a little spooky. We've mm -hmm. we've seen various safe and unsafe implementations of this sort of thing over the years. Some are even in current standard, like uh, Swift Scale Trickster. I know a lot of people are are still concerned about it, just isn't showing up as much right now. 
the rogue four drop that next makes your next spell cost zero but the the minion thing is we thought it was a limiter but it was actually just selective enabler i like i get the idea of saying there's going to be payoffs for there are going to be payoffs for as long as this guy is in standard and just because the one right now is denathrius removing that doesn't mean this gets any less spooky in the near or far future. There are ways for this to be abused. I can totally see that. Um, even in Mage with Bran, Kale, Mordrish, Bran, Kale, mm. Kel'Thuzad, like we have those going on right now. The best class in the game that people are complaining about are the ones that are capable of abusing him. With that being said, when this goes live, I expect people to make a lot of jokes about Denathrius not getting changed. And I, I feel of two minds about it. I don't like seeing him when I'm playing a minion-based deck if my opponent gets to cheat him out and undoes all the work that I've done for the game. Mm. Uh, but that's going to happen not on turn nine against anything now because Kael'thas is gone. And Druid, hopefully I just kill them before I get there. I think the Druid endgame experience will probably be pretty similar. It'll just happen less frequently. I'm I'm a little concerned about how people will feel about it. I don't know if it'll be overpowered, but I'm concerned that people will feel that way when they still die to Denny, uh, and especially mm-hmm. when they still die to, to Guff and to Brand Denny, even though that they had so much more of an opportunity to pull the game back in their favor. It's still... Well, yeah, they're not going to remember the, the couple of extra turns they got. They're going to remember, I died to Brand Denathrius, and that's going to yep. be... Like, that's going to make them sad because it's going to feel the same as it did before the nerf. Like, the outcome is the same, even though it might have taken them a couple more turns to set up. So, yeah, I think there there's probably going to be a little bit of upsetness on the internet about that, but... Uh, doesn't sound like the internet. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound like the internet at all. Um, we also got some changes to Mage. So, Magister John Grasp's hero power was changed. Uh, still the same base two damage, but then when you honorable kill, you get plus one instead of plus two. Um, th- so a uh, nerf, but does this make it easier to use? Are we happy about this? Sad about this? Like of all the things that mage is doing, I'm like, I didn't even really notice this, <laughs> but it's the games were just suddenly their hero power dealt eight and you died out of nowhere and reckless apprentice was just a bunch of rag shots like yeah i noticed those games this is easier to scale up in terms of doing the math but you have to use it twice as much i think it's because i yeah i think it's because in the games that i was playing i was either playing as rogue or i i was playing as um i did some imp warlock today as well and so those are both decks that are going to be frustrated by stuff way before the point where Don Grass's hero power starts to get out of control, right? Like, I'm frustrated by a Reckless Apprentice killing all my imps, or I'm frustrated by the fact that all of my minions are frozen all the time. Like, <laughs> the idea of Reckless Apprentice just being rag on steroids, I, my games never got that far. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they're nerfing the freeze, too, but I, I think they this are, is yeah. more... The feeling of, so the thing about Bran Denny and the feeling about Dongrass scaling is, what do I do to reverse this course? What do I do to save myself when they have damage that's not even, like in the case of Dongrass hero power, it's not even in hand. I can't even Theotar it, except unless you take the hero card before they get the, yeah, get the hero yeah. down. But once the hero power gets online, like, that's just kind of it. That's what's happening. And it gets from two to four to six, like, so, so quickly. Cutting or doubling that time, I think, is 
going to be relevant, even though, like, if this hero power gets a couple honorable kills, it's still powerful, but before, if you got three honorable kills, it was deal eight, now it's deal five. Like, that's a huge, huge difference. It's a really big yeah, deal. Um, very much so. so. I would imagine this is a nice little nudge. It's not going to destroy Mage's viability. I do think the next nerf is more impactful. Nightcloak Sanctum, the location, going from three durability to two. Thank goodness. Oh, they had so much freeze. Like, these Sanctums were ridiculous. And now, like, they're going from six to four. Like, again, that's a big change. So I'm, I'm happy about this because it really felt like I mean, I had a lot of, p- of fun playing the deck, but it very it felt very bad to play against this deck, right? And you could end up with like a playing the sanctums on on like subsequent turns, and then you could have one freeze available to you every turn, and it was just like, oh man, this sucks. And then that lasted six turns. It was the whole mid game. Is my stuff could just never go anywhere, and that just felt horrible. And the whole time. They still get to play their cards. They still get to do their thing. And I'm just sitting there frozen like, ah, <laughs> so I'm glad yeah. I'm glad to see a, a change to this durability. It it just we saw it originally as a three mana two durability location in the reveals. And then it was changed afterwards. And it, like it was tweeted out by Cora. And we were all like, whoa, we were talking about playing it before. This seems crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is an auto include. Well, and that's what I was saying about um, big spell mage is that like they just threw the. They weren't even trying to do skeleton things. They couldn't care less about the two two, but they just wanted the freeze. And you know, having three freezes for three mana, even if you had to do it every other turn, still was ridiculous. And like the and the two two mattered for big spell mage like that deck in the first few turns just like super scuffed minions plays like a spiteful mage where you just play like pelican diver into amplified snow flurry yeah, true. sanctum on three into freeze your thing and get a two two that'll that'll shoot a little missile it does exactly what that deck wants to do which is slow the game down buy some time and keep things off the board it was yeah. the third skeleton was just so unnecessary so this card's still good don't cut it from your decks. Still absolutely worth playing, just no longer two free freezes after the first three mana investment. Yep. Uh, We're seeing a hunter change as well, and I think this one is a pretty good one, I think. It is uh, the hunter quest line, uh, defend the dwarven district, is going from just the first step, uh, dealing damage with two spells to dealing damage with three spells. I think just adding that one more requirement to the quest line is like... uh, feels a little bit more fair it felt like they were always already done their first like quest tick after like turn two (laughs) it felt like just a given it's like why do they even have to do the first step it's so easy (laughs) yeah it's uh i mean uh, the quest was two two and two i i really appreciate the foresight here first of all people love complaining about the hunter quest they really love complaining about it and they really don't like dying from hand so in this patch they pulled back the three main ways of dying from hand. They didn't kill them, but they pulled them all back. Denathrius via Brandon Kalthos, Dawngrasp Hero Powers, and Quest Hunter, which was going to be the next layer and the last remaining outlier if they didn't pull it back at the same time. They had some foresight. Mm-hmm. They said, okay, this has been around for a year. It can be a little bit worse. That's okay. It's still fine, but it just takes a little longer. You need a little bit more stuff. And it's, I'm, I'm glad they adjusted. I didn't see this coming. I didn't see the next few changes coming, in fact. 
Yeah, I felt the same way. Like, <laughs> we'll get to them in a second. Um, do you have any more Hunter thoughts before we, we move into the wait, what changes? <laughs> nah, let's keep going. Okay, so Smothering Starfish uh, is going up in cost from three mana to four mana. Same effect, same stats. Um, I I know a lot of people are playing Starfish for a lot of different reasons, but the I <laughs> like it's a tech card. It's meant to be you know cheap and playable, right? Like this this seems weird to me. It's so Starfish is the enemy of fun things. Well, that is true. <laughs> it's so in Rage Warrior, I have played a bunch of Enrage Warrior. It's you get to make these cool minions over time with Anima Extractor. You get to build up these big boards with Rokara buffs. You get to make like giant frothing berserkers. And then Drew just like three mana. Man, that stuff looked hard to do. I'm gonna undo it all. <laughs> have fun. You looked like you might have been enjoying yourself. Yeah. Starfish. Just turned on. <laughs> and Paladin. What does is, what is Paladin mm. even do when everyone is just throwing in this thing into the deck? So the card is still around if you really want to play this. You can still play a four mana starfish, but you're going to think about it. You're going to decide, do I need a mass silence this badly? And am I willing to sacrifice a full four mana turn for it? Three mana versus four is a big deal. And it was just not really a major tempo sacrifice to throw it into a turn. Now you look mm -hmm. at druids that were running two of these. With Guff not giving you more mana right away, and with Starfish costing more, it's a real challenge to fit everything into your turns and to slow things down, decide if you still want to run a couple of these. Uh, with Mage getting worse as well, then maybe there's less of a need to run this to unsilence your own things. I certainly hope that's the case. You can still do so, because if you're unsilencing, or if you're silencing your own things to unfreeze, you're doing that for lethal, you don't care about the mana cost, because mm. it's the last turn of the game. Um, but... It's no longer just tempo at a starfish and get rid of all the fun things. So this card having such a high play rate makes it very difficult for cool, fun, incremental board strategies to exist. And that's exactly what is happening to the bad classes right now. Yeah, they want some setup. They they need some time. They want to do some stuff over a few turns and they are buffing minions. They're you know, adding shields or whatever and all of that or buff it like just like hand buffs or whatever, like all that stuff disappears <laughs> with starfish. So um, I understand why they're doing poorly right now and, and why um, the Hearthstone team might want to make that change. Uh, there's also a couple speaking of Paladin, a couple of cards that are getting buffed. Uh, Alliance Bannerman in Paladin is getting buffed. So that's a three mana two one draw minion and give the minions in your hand plus one plus one. Uh, so it was a 2-1, now it's going to be a 2-2. Two, two. So no change in cost, just a buff to the health. Um, does that seem like it's going to make a big difference? Or, I mean, you're kind of playing for the effect, right? So, Well, this is a reversion. Remember, they nerfed this in, yeah, in true. Barons. Um, I didn't see this coming. Like, I wasn't thinking, you know, I think they should really put Bannerman back to 2 health. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I... It's fine. Paladin needs the help. It's okay to put the card back. Uh, there will be times where this will live now where it would have died. Okay. Cool. I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about like, I'm not mad, but like, I guess so. <laughs> I, so to me, it's just, it's one of those things where I look at it and I'm like, of all the Paladin stuff, why this? 
<laughs> but, because it was nerfed before, so they're unnerfing it. Like, that has I to be the so. reason why. I, I like, I don't know. It, this is like when I get a plate at a restaurant and there's coleslaw on the side. I'm not mad that you brought it, but I didn't ask for it and I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the perfect and not like perfection. That is such a good analogy. Who eats the coleslaw? I feel like we're going to get a ton of messages and tweets and stuff now that are like, I eat the coleslaw. You don't eat the coleslaw, but... Yeah, no. Okay. Who eats I the only want to hear. I only want to hear from paladin players who eat coleslaw. If you are a paladin player who eats coleslaw, please tweet at us at TAC Podcast. I want to hear your voice, and I want to let you know. I'm glad they're still serving the coleslaw just for you, and I'm glad they're averting Bannerman just for you. And just because I'm not part of your coleslaw paladin club, you can. They have coleslaw paladin club sandwiches. You can only get those in the club. Just because I'm not a part of it doesn't mean that I I don't want you to exist. I, I want this for you. I want this for you. We are literally going to get tweets about this and we're going to be like, why are they tweeting us about coleslaw? What is going on? Because that literally just happened with our cheese bit from a couple of episodes ago. <laughs> you never remember as a podcaster, you never remember what it is that you've actually said over the course of an hour and a half long episode. So, yeah, sometimes people tweet us and we're just like, wait, what? <laughs> but yeah, we're going to totally forget that the coleslaw bit was a thing. So to be fair to that listener. I was I I remember talking about cheese. I I keep good documentation of all of my cheese related conversations. It's just someone that said they didn't like cheese. I have a more fundamental lack of understanding around that perspective. I know there are people out there that dislike cheese. I just I have trouble much like lactose intolerant people have trouble processing dairy. I like I am lactose enthusiastic and I have trouble processing how you can't like cheese. Oh my god. <laughs> This food tangent brought to you by Alliance Bannerman. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Bannerman. Uh, we do have one more buff. This is a buff to school teacher. Uh, so school teacher, four mana, four, three, a battle cry, add a one, one noggling to your hand, discover a spell that costs three or less to teach it. This saw a lot of play. Um, and so it's going from a four, three to a four, four. So again, health buff but um yeah was not on my radar <laughs> of things that need buffing it's i wasn't seeing i didn't foresee this coming either but you know what justice for school teacher this is what the nurse should have been the whole time school teacher did nothing wrong didn't need five attack but three health was excessive they just took a really fun cool card and then they just erased it except for yeah. naga priest and naga mage which they also erased and now we like I am going to think about playing school teacher in my decks again. I'm just going to think about it because it might survive on board because it has four health. Cool. Yeah, about it. I think it's a really cool card. It's a really neat idea to add something else with the same minion type back to your hand. It has an added bonus to it as a battle cry, which is the spell that you teach it. It's not ridiculously consistent because that discover pool is you know like you can't get the same thing every time but there were some cases like i remember playing this in warrior and you would consistently get stuff that you really needed and it was really good and you know but i i don't know yeah you're right like they they totally murdered this card <laughs> and 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 the decks that went along with it and the decks that wanted a lot of kind of repetitive naga and the fact that the one one was also a naga made school teacher even that much more playable 
But yeah, I'm I'm glad to see that that they want us to play this card again because I think it's really cool design. Um, I just hope that there's some way to play school teacher slash Naga that isn't necessarily as crazy as Mage and Priest made it. It's it it was only played in Mage and Priest after the nerf because they needed these the tag Naga and before yeah. out of five four was played just because I mean Voyage was relatively low power and also school teacher was really good. It would hit for five and also do stuff. Yeah, I found it would always give me an extra copy of a spell that I wanted and needed but couldn't run because of the two card limit. So I'd be like, haha, yeah. get another of this thing. Take that rules. <laughs> Take that rules. I'm going to think Take about playing rules. this. I'm going to think about playing this in Relic Demon Hunter now because maybe I get more relics. And I'm glad that they didn't nerf Bran because Bran into school teacher was one of the most fun things to do where you'd get double Nogglings and then you double one of the Nogglings usually if you played some like eight mana or whatever. Um, or if you just tempoed out a Bran and you played school teacher on four, you felt so far ahead. So I'm glad that Bran is sticking around because it's not degenerate, but it feels powerful. You want people to be able to do powerful things. You just don't want it to be the same powerful thing. Yeah, I want to feel powerful. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, that's all of the changes coming to standard in the patch. Uh, we do also have some Battlegrounds changes. So do we have a BG bumper already? Uh, We sure do. I think. Yes. <laughs> friend so we have a lot of changes we have one hero change uh and this is probably going to make a lot of people happy although it is it's not a huge change but this hero is pretty degenerate right now uh togwaggle's perfect crime so this was the change made to togwaggle where uh so this was a total rework this hero power steals all minions in Bob's tavern and each turn your next hero power costs one less, which means you can take a whole tavern's worth of minions for a cheaper and cheaper price every turn. So what I would do when I would play this hero, and I think it's kind of the strat, was you would kind of level, take your first three turns to level up and so you'd be on tavern tier three and then on the six gold turn, your hero power costs six and you just get four minions and they would probably be tier three, if not, you know, tier one or two or whatever. But like you had the chance of having some tier three minions in that tavern tier um, and you got four minions instead of two minions on your six gold turn. So it was just crazy powerful. Like you had this huge swing right at the very beginning of the game. Um, so they're taking that away because they're making it, um, 10 gold instead of nine gold as a start. So on that six gold turn, your hero power will cost seven instead of six. So you have to either sell something and make some kind of sacrifice, or, uh, if you even have anything to sell, because part of, um, going three on three was selling your first bot minion. Yeah, you need a token or like a shell collector or a elemental or an alley cat. Exactly. So deck swabby, maybe, maybe deck swabby would yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, deck swabby would work. Yeah, you'd have to buy it on on three gold and then hold it level on four, then play it. Okay, and play it. Yeah, yeah, but it, it would work. You're right. Um, 
but yeah, so they're like, you have to do a little bit more work now in order to do the the full tavern grab on the six gold turn, uh, which I think is really good because it felt wrong. <laughs> like it fit the curve way too well. Yep. Uh, I think generally anytime they have clear curves like that where a hero power aligns so perfectly it's like they don't do shifting hero powers all that much but there have been some heroes where I, like remember the first time they buffed millhouse we're talking like back in 1974 when right after amalgam <laughs> left bgs all the way back in the day that when they first buffed millhouse they sent him from the worst hero to the best hero because everything just the curves lined up perfectly the leveling lined up perfectly yeah. anytime they have that kind of lineup they try and change it and togwaggle was if you knew the basic curve, he was kind of a gross face roll hero, where in many ways you would just press the button so often and just win a bunch of lobbies. He was really, really great with quests. Well, yeah, because like, I mean, I didn't know if there was any like super crazy late game stuff. I kind of just knew the first few turns curve, but like I would just every once in a while look down at my hero power button and I'd be like, oh, that's seven gold that's kind of fine. Like, I'm just going to push it and get five minions. Like, that seems like a good deal. <laughs> so it's like you, as you got more gold later on in the game, it's like, you just kind of pushed your button. <laughs> like, yep. Why wouldn't you? Um, so sorry, I cut you off there. What were you going to say? So I didn't know this, but I was informed and I tried and it's true. You know, that ghastly mask quest, the one where you get an end of turn minion and all your end of turn effects trigger twice. Yes. That reduces this hero power twice. Oh my god. <laughs> so that is so gross. It had to be, I believe it had to be face up to trigger, but there were ways that you could just get ghastly mask going and reduce this twice by not pressing the button and get some really obscene turns. Yeah, that is that is really, really gross. Um, but yeah, so so that is being changed. That's being pushed up one gold, which I think will make a bit of a difference. Um, obviously, like we said, it shakes up your early turns. It makes you have to do a little bit of gymnastics with your early token choices and stuff like that, which means you're going to lose some early turns. Um, but yeah, I think this is this is a good change, something that needed to be done. Maybe it needs to go up even a little bit higher. But I mean, even still, Togwaggle, not quite as crazy toxic and face rolly as Sarah. So... <laughs> I don't want to yeah. target him too hard. This is probably enough for now to drop him down to the level of a lot of other heroes. Uh, we also got a bunch of minion changes. And I should say, too, in terms of hero changes, there's a lot of armor tier changes. We're not going to go into them, but there's lots of them. Go and check the patch notes um, if you're if you're curious about that. But I think that's going to make a lot of difference as well. And I mean, the armor tier changes is something that are kind of, I would say, expected a few weeks after we get a, a big patch in BGs because quests change the meta so much. And there's some really powerful potential combinations that there's probably some heroes that are, you know, much worse and much better that need to be brought into line. Like, they just brought a new mechanic in. They're going to need to change up armor as well. They changed 46 hero armor tiers. 46. Which is like, what, half? Half. About half the heroes. <laughs> yeah. Which is So we're absurd. not reading all of those. We're not yeah, reading we're all not of them. Yeah, we're not doing that, yeah. <laughs> but they changed 46 heroes in terms of their armor placement. Um, it, it's The game is going to feel fairly different. Yeah. 
so we did also get some minion changes. Nether Drake. So that is the tier two minion. That's a zero five at the end of your turn. Give all your dragons plus one attack. That is going from five health down to four health. So still the same effect, but a little bit less health on it. I think this is good. I didn't realize it buffed itself. It kind of makes sense that it would buff itself. But uh, I don't know. The first time I read it, I just met, I thought it was like other dragons. I just automatically put that other, that keyword in there. And uh, yeah, but it buffs itself as well. So uh, I think it having a little bit less health is probably healthy for the game. Um, because again, we also have the quest reward we were talking about a couple of minutes ago, uh, the end of turn effects triggering more than once. So this is one of those minions that can potentially get out of control. Yep. It's it, the butt was too big. Yes. <laughs> Especially, yeah, for a, t- for a tier two minion too, right? Well, and with the tier three minion of Amber Guardian, which is also getting a nerf, yeah. that's the uh, the three two dragon that at start of combat, it gives another friendly dragon plus three plus three in divine shield. They're making that to plus two plus two. Um, just because Nether Drake into Amber Guardian, like that thing was enormous. It was like a, a something eight divine shield uh, really, really early in the game. Uh, they didn't directly nerf you, Sarah. But they indirectly nerfed a lot but of the they early went for dragons. dragons. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I still would bet that Ysera and Florida would be really really good picks. So I would expect mm-hmm. to see those still winning a lot of lobbies. Uh, maybe there will be more major changes to them down the line, but they still seem pretty powerful from what I can tell from the stats. Uh, but I'm glad that these are being toned down a bit. I think early game snowballs make it really difficult to finish your quest, and then failing to finish your quest makes it really hard to catch up in late game when other people finish their quest. So they're tuning down a few minions that make it Mm -hmm. really hard to do what you want to do and also survive and win a combat without getting damage capped or if someone disconnected just getting 20 or whatever yeah i'm still seeing a lot of disconnects in my games it makes me sad but uh but yeah so like you said i i think that that's one thing we haven't really talked about in terms of quests they do feel like buddies in that way a little bit that if you get behind or if you can't complete your quest. So for instance, my AFK quest today, which was uh, playing battle cry minions. Uh, if I hadn't had battle cry minions in that first shop, I wouldn't have been able to complete my quest right away. And then I would have been in trouble because I didn't see another battle cry minion for like two turns. And that's happened to me a couple times when I've chosen um, either death rattle or battle cry like the very specific kinds of minions for whatever reason as soon as i pick the quest i can't find those minions and you really feel it when everyone else in the lobby has their quest done and they've had a turn or two of their quest reward and you're sitting there just going please just give me a sparring partner <laughs> and you just can't get it uh, you do really fall behind so i think taking some of the early game power out of the match is probably healthier for the mode. Um, they also went after Legion Overseer, and this is the this is the demon, uh, the tier three, four, four minions in Bob's Tavern get buffed. It was plus two plus two, now it's plus two plus one. Um, this is one of the minions that when we were talking about the demon rework, it's like you just pick this for tempo. Like you just pick an overseer because this is good whether you're playing demons or not. Yeah, it's, uh, I would just buy this because everything in the tavern would be huge, and then I'd buy the huge things, and then I'd win a bunch of combats, and then I would sell it when I was done, and, like, just the extra, I'm glad they're nudging the health, because, like, minions getting attack buffs, whatever, everyone knows that health is what matters, because you care about trading Mm -hmm. with two things, so 
this just makes it something that you definitely take it if you're going demons. But now if you're not demons, you just think about it. It's it, There's a real tempo cost to it. Yeah, um, like it's it's still good. Um, but yeah, it's not like crazy. <laughs> and before it did feel like just if you saw it, you just took it because the plus two plus two buff in the period of the game where you were probably grabbing this. Especially where the quest meta seemed to be pushing us to a three on three type of a, a style of play, unless you were a very like bored minion centric kind of a hero that wanted a kind of like floody early game. Uh, if you were going three on three, then you were like turn four potentially seeing, you know, two of these guys. And then all of a sudden your taverns are huge. Right. So, you know, they the overseer had the potential to come into the game a whole lot earlier just because of the way the battlegrounds meta has kind of evolved in terms of economy. So I think that getting rid of some of that health is is the right move here. Yep. It it seems like it's what I want. It just it, mm-hmm. it making the early game less snowbally, making the combat mm-hmm. a little bit closer just the the format didn't need much change. But I think these are the good places to target it. And also, I like where the buffs are going because they mm-hmm. gave a little bit more to a couple of the uh, of the comps of the tribes that just really aren't performing. Lava Lurker, for example. Yeah, so Lava Lurker uh, is the two, uh, I was going to say two mana, <laughs> tier two minion. Uh, it's a two four right now, going to be a two five. Um, is this, this feels like a reversion because Naga got hit with some nerfs um, pretty close after launch. Um, was Lurker ever five health? Like, I feel like it was one of the ones that we saw get changed. Chat will tell us. Oh, wait, chat's not here. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it, I think it is, but I'm not positive. Uh, let's see. It was nerfed in May of this year. Yep. It was nerfed on May 19th as part of the initial Naga balance patch. Right. And then they realized that. It was nothing to do with anything except for the uh, the one minion they ended up deleting from Battlegrounds entirely, whose name I can't remember now. <laughs> uh, Storm Scale Siren. Siren, that's it. Yes, the Siren. Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, this is going back to five health, which I think is is a good change. Um, they're also changing Party Elemental. You guys know who Party Elemental is because half of Party Rockin', which is the best way to play Elementals. Uh, he's actually getting buffed up to a four attack minion. So instead of being a three, two, now it's four, two, uh, same tavern tier. Um, we are getting a change to yo ho ogre, which, uh, is not quite, cause I think originally it was a three, seven. So we're splitting the difference with this buff and we're going to a three, six. So still a tavern tier two. Um, but now it's going to be three attacks, six health. So um, kind of just giving a little bit more stats to some of those minions that I think probably didn't get chosen on tier two all that often. Um, and I think that all of I mean, I'm, I'm kind of surprised to see an elemental buff. But, you know, I think party elemental of all the elementals is one of the weaker ones. It's like I don't quite follow this being the way to buff elementals but i guess so what this is trying to do if i'm thinking through it you want to be able to buy this and not immediately lose the next combat so you can start doing the cool stuff uh yeah. and also it's kind of a nice symmetry with molten rock molten rock is the two four that buffs itself this is a four two now that buffs something else mm. 
I do like that like mirror image kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> really solidifying the relationship between the party and the rock. It, like one gets one health. This gives something else plus one plus one. But yeah, I like the the, the symmetry. It's nice. And if mm-hmm. you buy this, you might kill something with it now instead of buying it and saying, well, I hope I don't take too much damage this turn so I can justify keeping the party elemental. Uh, the mm-hmm. golden will have eight attack. Yeah, especially with um, some of these other things getting health buffs. It kind of makes sense that, you know, if you've got a weaker minion, that maybe you give it an attack buff to kind of counter some of those health buffs, too. So I think I mean, this is cool. It was like I say, one of the weaker elementals. And and though I do like the combo of of the party elemental with the molten rock, it's still, um, you know, like like any combo in battlegrounds, you're never guaranteed to get all the pieces you need. Right. So and this is the kind of thing that you have to get online pretty early on for it to really start to make a difference so uh any thoughts on on the ogre on pirates and they're kind of early to mid game uh i'm glad it's getting more health like it's again i can just buy this now and it'll maybe do something (laughs) yeah i feel like (laughs) the ogre is so funny because i feel like originally we saw it all the freaking time like even if you didn't want to be pirates It was it, it had a huge butt. I'm trying to remember. Was it? What two, it was. Yeah, it was really big. Yeah, I thought it was seven, but I think you might be right. I think it might have had less attack and more health. But anyways, yeah, it was it was giant. It was like you t- well, it was an ogre, um, and you would take this regardless, no matter what you were trying to do. It was just a, a really really good tempo minion. I think six health puts it to the point where it's probably going to kill two things, the thing that originally attacks into it, and then when it counterattacks, it's probably going to kill something. And it's actually going to, like, live to kill something, which was a problem often with five health, is it was, just, it was dead and it never got to do its its special text. So um, more health on this, I think, is good. Uh, but we don't want to go overboard because we don't want to just be ogre stone again <laughs> so yeah, i mean it was questionable at many different times but i do remember it it was a so it was a tier three minion with eight health and they moved it to a tier two minion with five health um pirates were really struggling when they first came out and they they had mm. their ups and downs over time i think when we saw yoho like the dream on the first reveal all those years ago two years ago was with rip snarl captain whatever you just had this giant taunt that kept attacking things and getting bigger on the swing back and it just never got to live that dream like at eight health it kind of got to but when you were buying threes you were buying other stuff so yeah yeah now it's just it's a pretty sizable tier two minion and you can buy it and like i'm you know tier two minions you're not locking yourself into a tribe yet you don't lock yourself into a tribe until you have a carry much later it's the sort of thing that i actually want to stick around in the board which means I'm more likely to golden it, which means I'm more likely to like, hey, what if I do other pirate synergy things? Mm-hmm. Well, shall we talk about quest rewards? Yeah. Yay. <laughs> so uh, Tiny Henchman is getting changed. Tiny Henchman is uh, right now plus two plus two to three friendly minions of tier three or lower. Now it's going to get buffed up to plus three plus three. Um, have you ever have you tried Tiny Henchman? I think is this I took ever it something once. that you've chosen? Yeah, I took it once and then like stopped doing that. I took it once, I think, on Mechs because my three-two divine shield guy and uh, my pup bot and my um, micro dude 
they are all little guys. And so they were the kind of ones that I wanted to stick around for the shield reset or whatever. And like that kind of maybe made it work a little bit, but it's of all the quest rewards, I felt like it was pretty weak. And I was usually looking at that versus like mirror shield or, you know, almost anything else and saying like, unless it was an absolutely ridiculous quest that I was never going to finish then I was taking, you know, other options. This never really seemed like the best choice because eventually I was thinking I was going to be moving away from my lower tier minions and replacing them with higher ones, which then also has the problem of like getting rid of your quest reward and having it not do anything. You're getting rid of all the buffs that you had and everything else. So like, I don't know, the, it, this just never seemed as rewarding as it should have been. And maybe at a plus three, plus three. So that's like plus nine, plus nine every turn. Right. Um, maybe that's more worth it than plus six, plus six. Like that's a big change. It's. I mean, it's more stats, right? It's plus three, plus three per turn. Yeah, it's still this is all about I've only really seen this. I've even considered it as just you take little divine shields and you keep them all game. Mm-hmm. And this makes that scaling somewhat relevant. I don't know if I'm gonna take this more. Maybe like eh, no, what? Looking at the minions that we got buffed here, it's the one maybe with Yoho. I don't know. It's one health doesn't really make that much of a difference here. But the plus three, plus three versus plus two, plus two, that probably gets pretty significant pretty quickly like including the first mm-hmm. turn that you have this. But it needs to be somewhat easy to complete still. Because it still doesn't yeah. seem like it comp- it competes with a lot of what the late game stuff is doing. Absolutely. Uh, one that I chose all the time, and I'm really surprised to see it get buffed because it seemed just really good, <laughs> even at its old iteration, is uh, Alter Ego. So this is the one uh, that swaps every turn, which I loved. I don't know. I just really loved choosing this one. I don't know why. Um, but every turn, so it swaps to even tier minions to odd tier minions back and forth, and they get a buff every turn in the tavern. So it was plus six, plus six. Now it's plus seven, plus seven. Um, so all of the even and then all of the odd stuff has this buff in the tavern. And uh, this was good to go along with devouring uh, demons. This was good. I mean, this this was just good. <laughs> like, I thought it was great. Like, plus six, plus six on a bunch of minions in your tavern. I mean, sometimes you'd roll terribly, but I don't know. I love this this quest reward. I take this all the time. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's just me. <laughs> I, I didn't see it a lot. I feel like it wasn't super popular. Uh, it's just kind of hard to parse. Like, it's a bunch of numbers, but what if I want to buy something and doesn't get the buff? I don't know. What if I want to buy something and it does get the buff? Like, it's It feels a little bit like it's lower agency than a lot of the other ones. You can't really guide it. That is true. Yeah, you are. It is, it is a random reward, which is maybe that's why I like it. Is there so much randomness to it? And I just I, I love that in my games. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is less straightforward and more luck it was it's you have to decide between the thing the game puts in front of you and the thing you want to do which is already inherently there but this makes it really really clear that sometimes you're going to get what you want and then the next turn you might not so you might have to decide what you're looking for or you might just say i'm going to pick something else plus seven plus seven is, is a lot of stats but i would guess that this is probably a better reward than people gave it credit for and this is just to get them to pay attention to it Mm. 
Well, I mean, yeah, like I, like I say, I, I was doing well, like I was winning and again, winning top fouring at least, um, choosing this all the time. So I don't know, maybe it just like by the time it would come online, because I feel like it usually has fairly easy to complete, um, like a fairly easy quest tied to it. So I would usually get it to come online within like two turns. And then, you know, like the these stats, they're they're fairly significant. They're going to tempo you through the mid game and kind of get you over that hump and into the top four. And then it's not enough to carry you through the end game to a first place, which I don't necessarily think any quest reward should do that. You shouldn't have an auto win reward, <laughs> but, you know, it got you over the hump it got you past the you know initial eliminations in your lobby and and usually was enough to secure a win so i don't know i think yeah i think you're right that this seemed to have worked out for me obviously anecdotal um but this might be a way for people for uh, the hearthstone team to be like hey guys alter ego is good pick it come on let's go <laughs> yeah just look at it. just um, give it a, just give it a look that's all you gotta do just give it a little look yeah uh, staff of origination. I'm glad this is getting nerfed because uh, I think I played it twice. Both times won the lobby. This seemed ridiculous. It was really frustrating to go against and uh, you didn't really have to do anything. It just was a start of combat buff on everything. Um, and yeah, it seemed like a cheat and it still seems kind of like a cheat. Especially with Terragosa. Like, so the first time I played this, I had Terragosas on board and this was just gross. Um, so yeah, staff origination was start of combat. Give your minions plus 15, plus 15. Now it's plus 12, plus 12. So they have uh, reined it in a little bit, but man, this just felt gross. I hated playing against it. And when I got it, I was just like, this is stupid. <laughs> I mean, plus 15, plus 15 is really, really splashy. Uh, and they have this problem as well where it's a, it's a different kind of less visible problem. The thing about the really hard quest, the thing about quests in general is you have to scale up the difficulty to match how good the quest is. But if a quest is too difficult, you will die really often without having completed mm -hmm. it and you'll learn, you'll teach yourself picking this might be a trap. So I have origination stuff to face, but there were a bunch of times I picked it where I just died before I ever got to see the plus 15, plus 15 go off. I never got to see mm. it go off. So by making it, by pulling it back, they also get to dial back the difficulty a little bit so that it's actually something you might complete in a game. So a nerf in some ways can almost be not even, not a buff, in buff but <laughs> well, like neutral, but making it into something that players actually get to do as opposed to the difficulty in something being, well, you can't do this because if you did, you just win right away. So instead yeah. they say, we actually will let you have this, but it might not be good enough to beat someone that's actually gotten their quest online. So instead of turning up the difficulty, they turn down the output a bit and maybe they'll let them pull this back just a little bit more so I can pick this on Denathrius and not feel like I'm behind all game and die. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So uh so again these uh changes are all coming in the patch hopefully that is live right now if we timed the release of this show correctly. <laughs> but uh yeah, these uh, the patch notes should be out anyways. So But wait, don't go yet. There's more content because we want to take some of your emails for those of you that stuck around after the patch went live. Hello. Hello, it's me. Hello. Um, just quickly, do you get my message? 
Yep. Oh. Hello, brother. <laughs> you can send your emails over to tacpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at TAC Podcast. Or if you are a patron, you can head on over to the TAC Patron Discord. Uh, we've got some emails. Actually, we've got we've got a lot of messages this week because we're kind of playing catch up. And uh, so the first one comes to us from Rakamar, who says, uh, not too serious, but kind of serious off the wall question. What about a card that made your deck size 20, but you start with 20 health? So basically the opposite of Renathal. I feel like aggro decks would be totally fine with this, and I never want to see this happen ever. <laughs> Garrote is still in standard. <laughs> I I don't I don't I'm good. I don't wanna. It's, <laughs> anytime that we make things more consistent like this, it gets spooky. The downside of Renathal was supposed to be that he makes things less consistent. He's generally been good at that, but there have been other factors at play here. Making things more consistent and making games over faster for one of the players. Uh, like, I think that this would feel like a tavern brawl in standard all the time in a way that I don't know if I'd be excited about. Um, mm-hmm. It it makes these decks so much more fragile so the people doing it. The only reason you're doing this is because you have just one thing you want to do. But that means either you die right away because you're at 20 health so you don't get to do the thing. Or you get to do the thing then your opponent dies. Right, because you've obviously picked a really good thing to do, right? You're not going to pick a crappy thing to do. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm, I would be, if they printed this, I'd be concerned. I think that this, (laughs) this only would exist for evil things to happen. I don't think Renathal is evil. I think that it can be annoying for games to go longer, but making games go shorter, we, that they tried that in Stormwind and not everybody loved that. I think that, um, Renathal has achieved its goal. I think there are quite a lot of matches where I've been playing a more aggressive deck and I have been unable to kill my opponent. They have lived on sub 10 health. Very obviously, because they had Renathal in their deck, I can't kill them. And then they get to kind of recover and then do their thing. And that was the reason that they printed Renathal is so that some of the aggressive decks could be kind of tamed a little bit and you got to do the thing that you wanted to do as a mid to late game deck. So Renathal was a success, but I think that he slowed the game down a little bit or like brought aggro into like under control a little bit more as opposed to speeding the game up because Hat, you're totally right. Like I remember when we were having conversations about like how fast the games felt and and everything else. And and it was kind of crazy because you were looking at like average turn time and it was like maybe one turn on average faster. But that felt like games were over like turn four all the time, even if that wasn't actually the reality of things. But games felt too fast and this would have that exact same effect, but then I think more so, and nobody wants that. <laughs> like You might think that you want that, but I really don't think that you want that. I don't think we want Hearthstone to look like this. So um, get where you're coming from in terms of like messing with deck sizes and, and health to match now that we've done it successfully with Renathal, but 
I don't know that like I feel like you're creating all kinds of potential balance issues if you start going to the sub 30 side of things like maybe if we want to let's play around with 50 and 60 and 35 I don't know but going less than 30 the game's just not designed for that and I think it would become unfun pretty quickly yep I think so uh hat who's the next email from the next email here is from Kilmarnock we have a hero that always has Darkman prizes, Ticketus, and a hero that always has quests, Denathrius. Why do you think we never got a hero that always has a buddy? Curator doesn't count because their name doesn't end in us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, Curator doesn't have a buddy, right? Curator's hero power is just happens to be a minion. He has um, a little buddy. <laughs> he does have a little buddy. A little, my, well, I use the cuddly Curator skin, so... He has a little cuddle buddy. He's a little, <laughs> yes, a little cutie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it's, it is kind of interesting that we never got a hero tied to that mechanic. Um, and I wonder if it's like because buddies were so unique in that it was another minion that was added as well as not only like the minion, but you had the meter as well, which is if you guys remember was on the left hand side and is currently what is used like that space in the UI anyways is used for our quest rewards. And I wonder if that kind of ties into it is that like there were so many UI things and an extra like that extra minion design, and everything else like. I wonder if it's just too much and too complicated to work with other mechanics. Like, because you'd have to have, like, right now, buddies plus quests. It would be involved. Yeah. <laughs> it's So, I there was this thing that I saw on Reddit that I don't know if it's true. I didn't see it myself, but there were screenshots posted. There were a bunch of data mined quest rewards that never got put into the game. And one of them was... Quest reward, get your golden buddy. So get your golden buddy as a quest reward, I think would be pretty fun. I think that'd be interesting. And I don't know what the buddy equivalent would be, but I think you could probably do something like after X turns. It, what if it was like Ticketus, where every four turns you got a buddy, right? And so after four turns, you got one. And then after four turns, you got another. Then another four turns, you got the third one. You got the golden one. Or maybe it's, maybe they just say after four turns and after, I don't know. Like, so make it more consistent as opposed to like making it a way that you play the game. Because that was my thing about buddies is that like the buddies themselves, I think were really fun, but they did make the game really samey. So I don't know if I would necessarily want a specific hero that would always play exactly the same because of their buddy. So they'd be stuck in that, like, flood the board, lots of early minion type one droppy stuff. And then, you know, like their their buddy would do a thing and it would they oh that was always the thing that they would do, regardless of any other mechanics that were going on in the game. Like, I don't yeah. want one hero to get pigeonholed like that. Well, it'd have to be like Master Win, where it's a random buddy from a from a curated pool. Yeah, that's where yeah. I was going for. Is like if we if we got random buddies every, or like you got to discover a buddy every X number of turns, like Ticketus does with his prizes. Like if you treated buddies like prizes, that could be really fun because then you could like, hey, I have a lot of mechs. Maybe I want to take a mech related buddy or a death rattle related buddy or. 
you know, something like that. That would be really cool. And I think the way I'd probably do it is kind of like Thalen, where maybe you discover Mm. the buddy that you're going to get. And then at a certain level, you get one. Maybe at level three, you get your buddy. And at level six, you get two more. That would be super cool. I like the I I like Phelan, although I haven't played a lot of him, but I like the idea behind his design where you can kind of set course for what your game's going to look like. Uh, Bob doesn't always agree, but at least like, you know, what's coming up. So if you can play into those kind of um, upcoming power spikes, then, you know, you you have that option. You know what's coming as opposed to just a straight up discover when you hit a certain tavern tier. So I like that you can kind of plan a little bit. But uh, but yeah, I think it's it's kind of too bad that buddies are just gone, gone and not, you know, here somehow not living on through quest rewards or or a, a buddy related hero. But maybe we'll see one. It's not too late. I think there's a way for it to happen. There's a way to do buddies that the issue was having to know all of them and having each hero get the same one each time, like you said. So leaning into how do we make them a little bit more dynamic and keep them from being game breaking, I think would be an interesting pursuit. Absolutely. Uh, Torby Flenderson sends in our next message and asks, what Battlegrounds hero captures your current Battlegrounds mood at the moment? So, oh boy, I, such a, such an interestingly worded question. Like who, who my mood, I get, I don't know. Murloc Holmes, maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> This past week with trying to figure out where the patch is coming, I have absolutely felt like a detective, <laughs> a little detective. Oh, man. I don't know. Yeah, like, uh, there's so many heroes. I wish I'd actually prep for this more. But, like, I don't know, my my Battlegrounds mood. I feel like I'm really enjoying myself. Which Battlegrounds hero is, like, the happiest? Daryl, maybe? But I have to pick Daryl. Oh, okay. Oh, right. He yes. throws Give hats. You, do, you don't always have to hit or pick the hat-related character, you know. You can you can come out of your shell a little bit. Maybe choose That's a Naga-related one. No, the other choice is Bigglesworth, because I'm either the cat or the hat. Those uh-huh. are my moves. Oh. <laughs> one of the two? I love I was going to say Bigglesworth, but yeah. So we're well aligned. We are. We really are. <laughs> that makes you the cat, by the way. If I'm the hat, you have to be the cat. That's the process of elimination. <laughs> I guess that is very, very true. I also, I mean, like, I guess basically I'm just, I'm happy and I'm having fun. So Rakanishu is another one who always looks like he's having a good time. And I'm sad that he's not a better hero because he's one of my favorites. I love especially his hero portraits. I think he has some of the best, like, alternate portraits ever. He does seem a little um, arsony. <laughs> He's very, very pro arson. Just wants to see the world burn. <laughs> Maybe that is like you. I mean, kind of a little sometimes. I'm. This is not judgment. I'm not passing judgment. Oh no, I know. I I fully own this. <laughs> yes. Very often there are moods that I get in, like my big wall of text <laughs> that I had for you today. That's a very rock niche wall of text about runestones. Yes. <laughs> it was. Yeah. By the way, listeners, if you're not sure if your runestone purchase has gone through, don't try again. Just give it yeah. a minute. Ugh. Yep. Spoiler alert, that's what happened to me today. I bought more runestones than I intended to because I didn't think my purchase completed. So 
now I have a weird amount of rune stones on my account and Blizzard has more money than they're supposed to and <laughs> wall of text with a bunch of caps <laughs> is currently in our chat. Uh, Hat, who does our final email come to us from? Wait, from does that make it sense? <laughs> Was yes. that a sentence? It's fine. I'm leaving it. So from Mike, what are your thoughts on mini sets now that we've had quite a few enough cards to shake things up? Not enough cards and keeps things too much the same. Thoughts on mechanics diverging too far are not different enough. If there's time, just an overall discussion on mini sets and their wanted, needed, intended impacts and directions. Um, big question. We can but do this I, in two minutes, right? <laughs> I mean, I think in the grand scheme of things, the purpose of mini sets is to make expansion cycles more interesting because after the second month, you're hoping for balance changes to change things up. This removes that pressure. I like that. The new cards usually add some value. Even if they break things, they're able to pull them back. But mini sets rekindle excitement in a way that we were sorely lacking without needing to depend on adventures as expansion replacements. Um, I'm glad they're doing them. The pricing seems pretty reasonable. It's 1500 or 2000 gold, $1,500, $1, something like that. I feel like it's 2000 gold because I always thought they were $20. But I might be it's, wrong. Or I might be thinking US dollars, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think it's 15 US dollars, but 2,000 gold, which is also with their new rewards track. It is it is objectively a cost increase to the game, but they amped up rewards in the rewards track too. Most people buy this with gold and like don't notice the difference. So I think that's a really nice player-friendly way of adding more cards without adding another expansion purchase. Um, the, the main issue I have with mini sets is not with mini sets, but it's with timing. The way their patch windows work, we have two weeks after the expansion... A month after that, which is two weeks before the mini set, then the mini set, then two weeks after the mini set. That middle period where we get change, mini set, change, that's too much for me. I want a mm. little bit more time before, which we're, we're getting this week. We're getting more time before. We're getting an extra weekend out of it, at least half a week at something. And a little bit more time after, before things change, to give the mini sets more time to breathe and the meta right before and right after a little bit more time to breathe. Last expansion was this whirlwind of changes where there were four distinct eras within an eight-week period, and it was way too much. Uh, but otherwise, I like that they exist. I like they come out. I just wish there was a little bit of buffer room on both sides of it more than anything else. Yeah, that makes sense because it does feel like, um, particularly if there's also some sort of like esports event that's happening in and around there, which, of course, they're you know, like the, we just had this happen where they made a huge change right before an esport event. And they're like, well, yeah, we're trying to sell stuff like, of course. <laughs> so I feel like saying when there's an esport event, there usually is an esport event. Things get shaken up. They want to sell stuff. And uh, yeah, it, it is quite a lot to keep track of when you've got like change mini set change for sure, because that's like three big changes in what, four weeks, five weeks. Um, and that's that's not great. We've had the conversation before about how it's really hard to keep up in standard at some points in time. And that's definitely one of those times where things are just changing. You don't know what the meta is. You don't know what cards to craft. You don't know what decks to play. And, you know, like some some direction is really nice. And it usually takes us a week or two to to figure out what's going on on ladder. And then just as we're figuring it out we get some sort of huge change. So overall, I I really like the mini sets. I think if nothing else, they're thematic. Like they add a little bit more to the expansion and they're kind of fun in that way that it kind of like either 
They give you new synergies with stuff that was in the expansion and might, you know, push a deck to the point where it is viable, where it wasn't before. We've seen that happen a couple times. Um, sometimes they might bring in like a tech card, like we might see something that goes along with locations um, and it kind of makes them more or less playable, depending on how successful they've been. Like there, there's a lot that they can do and have done in mini sets that I think has been really successful. And I mean, especially when there's an expansion that I'm really enjoying I love more cards like along that theme. So like the Nathria theme, I think have, has just hit it out of the park. Like I love the whole murder mystery thing. I was very like hesitant when we found out it was going to be Shadowlands themed because Shadowlands was not great on the Warcraft side. And I was like, uh oh, what are we doing here? But I think the expansion itself feels really good, feels really fun. The theme is freaking amazing. Um, and so more of that. Yes, please. Same with... um. The Naga one. Uh, oh Voyage. my god, Voyage! Yes, thanks. And then Voyage Sunken yeah. City. Yeah, was was very again like a, a theme that I really enjoyed. Something I thought that they did a really good job in. The Colossals were really awesome, and you know, like that mini set was was again like really well. I I liked it a lot. So like I just when I'm really into the set, then the mini set is like a welcome bonus. And I think that has a lot to do with how, like you said, the rewards track and the fact that I'm not buying it with money. It's like all of a sudden there's just these cards that are here now and I just like pay some gold and then I'm like, yay, more of the thing that I like when I don't like it so much, like all the stuff that they did kind of with classic WoW stuff with like Barons and Stormwind and everything else. I was just kind of like, huh, these mini sets are whatever because <laughs> I didn't like the theme. So <laughs> I was a little bit disengaged in general, but when I'm enjoying the theme, the mini sets are like a happy bonus. Yep. And they've generally been pretty impactful too. The the Voyage one was probably the least impactful, not without its impact. It was, but, yeah. But the least relevant, which compared to Anixia's Lair before, might have been the most impactful just because it contained Kazakasan. Had a bunch of other really, mm. really good cards, but uh, the Kazakasan impact was enormous, like completely changed the format. We haven't seen Kazakasan in a while. They did nerf him pretty hard. Yeah, they, oh, they totally did. <laughs> yeah, and then they printed Denathria, so, like, we didn't need that late game. Um, yeah. There might be a world where we go back to it, but I don't know. They haven't given us many dragons to play with either. So, yeah. I'm, I like where the mini sets have gone in general, and I think they've generally been impactful, and, and they keep me from getting bored halfway through a standard month, because you think about how long we used to go. I know that the back-in-my-day talk comes up every time, and, it, you know, <laughs> there's a lot more competition now, so the context isn't the same, but we would wait six months for one set of buffs, and the expansion would just... Imagine if the mini set was your entire expansion, and you had to yeah. do your card chores every week to get cards in, in clumps. That's what, like, they did that, where it would be a mini set equivalent an adventure instead of an expansion. You would get, like, 60 new cards total, and it would be... You know, you just sit with it for a while. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Do you remember the years where we had two adventures and one expansion? Wolf. That was uh, Blackrock and LOE. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the expansion in the middle was TGT, so didn't change yeah. a ton. Because uh, <laughs> that set was bad. Yep. It, uh, they, back they in really my know. day <laughs> they didn't really know what they were doing back then it's okay league of explorers was a great set that did change a lot of stuff up but yeah it's i'm glad they do things this way now um you know the game is a different audience they're not picking up new players as much they're catering towards existing engaged players so there needs to be a little bit more and they're giving us a little bit more 
Absolutely. Uh, but we're not giving you any more. We're done. We're out. This is it. This was tech. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed our uh, patch note talk. Thank you again very much to the community team over there for giving us a heads up so that we could actually record this patch note episode. Uh, and uh, also a big thanks to our Patreon supporters. You can become a TAC patron over at patreon.com slash TAC. You get access to the TAC Discord as well as some other perks, so go and check that out. Big thanks to our Patreon producers, Dustin C. and Jarrett F. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. The back catalog of The Angry Chicken can be found over at theangrychicken.com. And don't forget to follow the show over on Twitter at TAC Podcast. Uh, we do normally record the show live over on twitch.tv slash jossplays on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we will be back to that schedule next week. So do come and check out the show live again. That is on twitch.tv slash jossplays. Uh, you can also find me over on Twitter at jossplays. That's J-O-C-E plays. And on my general gaming podcast, The Gamers In Hat, where can folks find you? You could find me on twitter.com slash ridiculous hat. That's where I tweet and talk about stuff. Um, also, I have two Hearthstone podcasts besides this one. Three total, for some reason. Uh, That's so many. <laughs> yes. Coin Concede, we make the competitive side of the game more accessible to you over at coinconcede.com. And the Vicious Syndicate podcast, we take a data-driven look at the high-level legend metagame. We just hit 100 episodes over there, so that's over in ViciousSyndicate.com. Congratulations! 100 episodes! That's awesome! It's been two years. We started in May of 20, so it, during COVID. Well, what else were you supposed to do? <laughs> Guess I'll just do more podcasts. <laughs> that's great. So did you guys do anything special for your 100th episode? Uh, so we got some giveaways from Blizzard for standard <gasps> bundles. We we have a few of those, and you know, it's a, it was it was a fun time. It was a good time. That's awesome. Uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening. We will catch you next week. But until then, job's done. Job's done. Job's done.